0: Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. the Easter to you all. How awesome that today we celebrate the greatest restoration ever that's ever been known. And when I think about restorations I think about home renos. I think about you know home reno TV shows that you might see from the you know pre-photos of disasters and then things that come out of nowhere and people renovate and restore. And I started to think that maybe there was a good renovation story that my husband Mike and I have done that I could share with you. And as I thought, I recognised that, no, there's not. Because we know our limitations. And we know what we can do and what we can't do. And so we actually buy homes that don't need renovating. How wise are we? But I started to think, actually, if I was to share a story about us, it'd be more about repairs. It'd be more about when things get broken and we just need to fix it. And a situation like this happened last October. I don't know if you remember when that weird weather came in October and the rains that came and the hail that damaged pergolas and cars and all these things that some of us are still dealing with now. And this one night there was so much rain pouring. And as Mike came to bed, at 11 o'clock he could hear this drip, drip, drip. And wisely he heard it and thought, you know what, I, I think actually there might be a hole in the roof, something might be leaking into the ceiling. Now, at this point, I had just had foot surgery, so I was laid up in bed, couldn't get out of my bed at all, so I was no help. Mike decides to climb up into the manhole, 11 o'clock at night, and sure enough, there's a crack in the tiles in the roof, there's rain coming down into the ceiling over our ensuite. So he comes back down. By this point, it's 11.30. Our son wakes up. He gets up to help and kind of is getting towels and buckets for Mike and I'm just lying in bed going, can't do anything. Mike gets up again in the manhole and best attempts to fix what's going on up there. He unfortunately reaches over an air conditioner duct and puts his hand on the wet ceiling and crack! He uh, made a very significant impact, a crack on our ensuite ceiling. What he tried to fix best intentions, eh, didn't go so well. Anyway, what he tried to do, it's 11:30 at night, buckets, towels, fingers crossed, hope for the best. He comes back down out the roof. He sleeps fine, sleeps like a baby. I'm awake all night thinking I'm having visions of the heavens opening and water flooding the ensuite. So I prayed a lot that night. I woke up in the morning, thank the Lord, it was okay. But what we recognised then was actually you need to get the right person in to do the repairs. And so who do you call? Dave Reynolds. Anyone in this church that knows, Dave Reynolds is our handyman. He's kind of like the church handyman. So sure enough, we called Dave Reynolds. He got in there, he re fixed, fixed the ceiling, fixed the roof, you name it. He's done it. It's amazing. So what we learned for us is, you know, we know our limitations. We know what we can't do. And you actually need to ask the right person. When it comes to repairs or restoration or renos, it's about knowing who's the right person to ask. If you think about it in our own lives, when there's brokenness, when there's pain, when things aren't okay... If we try to, in our limited skills, self-fix or quick-fix or even ignore and push the brokenness away, we can do more damage. We can actually create more harm in our lives. It's only when we recognise our limitations like Mike and I do and know who is the right one to come to, to be repaired, to be restored, to be made new. It's when we come to God. The God that we've been singing about, that we've been declaring this morning, that is risen, the God that made us and knows us and loves us. And whether you know that or not yet, he knows you and has the best plan for your life. It's when we come to him to be restored, that actually we know the best restoration. Because with our God, he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make stuff ups. And when we come to him, it's not just a quick polish and hope for the best, but he transforms us. With him, each and every one of us, we're restored to more. When we know, King Jesus, we are restored to so much more. Because restoration in the Bible, we see it's in abundance. God has so much more than we could ask or imagine. He has more than enough for each one of us. We are restored to more. His way is better and more. With him, there is more life. And we see Jesus says that when he walked this earth. In John 10, 10, we read Jesus' words, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That's what we celebrate this Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday. Our King is alive and we celebrate the more and better life he gives us. You see, Jesus, who is fully God and fully man, came to this earth. He lived, he loved, and he died. He died hung on a cross for us. He took our sin, the hurt, the brokenness, the things we do or don't do that hurt ourselves and others and God, and he took all of that for us to make a way that us in our imperfection, he made a way for us to be restored to a perfect God, to be with him and know him. Every single one of us can have access to that restoration. That is the right one to come to when we are broken to be restored. Let me read about what happened this very day over 2,000 years ago, an account from the Bible today. We read in John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't realise it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. We read here and we see Jesus is not dead. He rose again. He is alive. And there's 10 separate accounts recorded in the New Testament where people encountered the risen Jesus. One of those accounts, over 500 people saw him post-resurrection. It is true. Our Lord is alive. And this truth has the potential to change each and every one of us. So the first thing I want you to hear today is that Jesus is the restored king. Our Jesus is the restored king. This is the first and most important part of the great restoration, is that he himself is restored to the king of kings. He wasn't just a good man. He is God. He is Lord and he is alive. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, He raised Christ from the dead. And seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Jesus is king. There is nothing not under his control. He is over everything. Our Lord is the restored King. And the question for each one of us today is, do we recognise him as the restored King? Do we recognise him as over everything? Do we live a life where he is King? Do we worship him daily as King? Because when we acknowledge that he's the restored king, that he is the one and only over all things, we start to make him king of our choices, king of our thoughts, king of our hearts, king of our relationships, king over everything. And when we do that, that's when true restoration begins. Because we submit our lives to him, we recognise we are not king, he is. And as we come to him, that is when true restoration begins. We come to the right one, the one who knows us. He restores us. And what we see is as we come to the restored king, he changes us. He makes us new and does something different and beautiful in our lives. And we see this in Mary, the morning that she comes to the empty tomb. When she first gets there, she is weeping and crying, overwhelmed with grief. This Lord that she was following is dead and gone. Fearful probably for their safety, all the followers of Jesus. What was that going to mean for them? She's absolutely stuck in grief. She's hopeless. Even to a point where the first time Jesus speaks, she doesn't even recognise him. She thinks he's the gardener. She's so in this place of despair and grief. I wonder if you've ever found yourself in a place like that where you're stuck in such deep grief, you can't even recognise things around you, but you feel despair and loneliness and hopelessness. And I want to encourage you, maybe you even find yourself in that place today. And if that's you, that is where Jesus meets Mary. In the despair, in the grief, that is where Jesus rocks up and King Jesus brings restored hope. King Jesus meets Mary in the grief and despair and brings hope to her life. What we see is that he speaks her name. And she goes from hopeless to hope-filled. King Jesus speaks her name and changes everything. And then he goes on to say that I will bring you to my father and your father. Because prior to this, God was referred to as the father or Jesus referred to him as his father. But now the language changes and it's my father and your father, my God and your God. Jesus died and rose again. And so we all have access to be adopted into a family. Mary can know God as her father and her God. And we can know that today. No matter who we are, no matter where we are, He longs to be our Father and our God and bring restored hope. We all have access to this. And we see Mary respond in verse 18. She says, I have seen the Lord. She realises King Jesus is alive and I have seen the Lord. An encounter with the living God changes her. I wonder if you've had an encounter like that. An encounter with the living God that changes everything, that restores your hope because Jesus restored Mary's hope. If we need hope to be restored today, we don't find hope in some self-help book or some Insta post or some new diet. We find hope with the living King who wants to restore us just as he did Jesus. Restored hope comes from an encounter with Jesus. You know, when I was a teenager, I can remember having an encounter with Jesus that changed my life. And I've never looked back. And yes, life has its bumps. But that encounter with him made me say, he is my king, my Lord, I follow him forever. And I wonder today, no matter who you are, whether you had that encounter. Because he's here today. He is risen and he longs for you to know him. No matter who you are, today can be the day that you just say, yes, I want you to be my king. Maybe for some, you have done that. You've said, yes, I follow you. But you find yourself in a place of despair, a bit like Mary today, where you feel hopeless. And I believe for some, our risen King is saying your name, just as he said Mary's name. That he wants you to hear today. He's saying your name because he sees you. He loves you. He wants to restore your hope. He wants to take you from hopeless to hope-filled. The challenge is we will be still and quiet enough to listen. To listen to a restored king who wants to say our name. Because the resurrection teaches us the worst thing is never the last thing. The worst thing is never the last thing. Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again. And no matter where you are and who you are today... The worst thing is never the last thing because whether Jesus restores and heals now or in an eternity to come, he promises more. The worst thing is never the last thing. With King Jesus, we can have hope. We can have this more and better life that he promises and guarantees us. So we have a restored King, he's alive. We have this opportunity for restored hope that no matter who we are or where we are, he longs to meet us today. And then we have a reason to live. King Jesus makes it clear. He gives us a restored purpose. What we see is that he tells Mary, go, go and spread the news. Get it out there. Tell them all, I am alive. And if we keep reading further on in John's gospel, we see that he appears to his disciples where he shows them the nail marks in his hands and the, the mark in his side where they speared him. He shows them and says, I'm alive. And then he continues to speak in verse 21 and 22. He says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. King Jesus makes it really clear. What does he want for us? Those of us that have said, yes, I follow you. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he sends us out. He says, go. I've given you a purpose. Go tell everybody the awesome news. You know, if we are followers of Jesus, we never need to kind of go, oh, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Every one of us has a clear purpose. If we love Jesus, he makes it super clear, no matter how young or how old we are, no matter what we do for a living or don't do, wherever we find ourselves, we have a purpose and a calling to share him with others. He's given us a restored purpose to be filled with the Spirit and go and spread the Word. And I love one man that's part of our congregation, Steve Clark, just does this every day in who he is. And Clarky, he's a groundsman at a local school. And he just lives a life that says, well, you know what? Yeah, I love Jesus. I'm going to tell people about it. He doesn't make it overcomplicated. Just in his everyday life, he looks for opportunities to say, Jesus is great. I want you to know about him. And just recently, as he's been working at his school, they had a contractor come in, a painter. And this painter was a Muslim man. And the first day this man was working with Clarkey, he said, why are you so happy all the time? And Clarkey's simple response, I serve a good God. Easy as that. And interestingly, over time, over days, this guy asked a few more questions and Clarkey, just in his natural way, talked about how good Jesus is, that he's alive, that he's real. And over time, more and more questions came. And Clarkey was able to give this guy a Bible. I don't know the journey this man's going to be on But how awesome that Clarkie in his everyday life, just being him, went, you know what? Jesus is worth sharing. It does not matter who we are or where we find ourselves today. And it doesn't have to be complicated. If we know Jesus, tell people about him. Because he's alive and he's given us hope and purpose. Because when we're restored, we're restored to look different. When a house gets restored, a reno gets done, it looks different. Jesus looked different. He came back alive, a living, radiant king. Mary looked different. She went from a place of hopelessness and despair to joy. The disciples looked different. When they were filled with the spirit, they went on to birth the early church. When we know King Jesus and he's restored us We should look different. So the question for each and every one of us today, if we know King Jesus this Easter Sunday, do we look different? I wonder, do we look different? I wonder, maybe some of us, if we're honest, we've got the scaffolding up. You know how you walk past maybe older buildings that have scaffolding up, getting ready for a renovation and a restoration? I wonder for some of us today in our lives, if we're honest, maybe... The scaffolding's there, but we've put a pause on any restoration because it just feels a bit uncomfortable. And we don't like what it might look like because it's new and different. I wonder if we're honest, maybe the scaffolding's there and we haven't stepped into all the more and better life that God has for us. And I would say today, this Easter Sunday, let's let God restore us to more. Or maybe some, if we're honest, Maybe the restoration's begun and you've started to rip down the fresh cone of paint and you've ripped away the new and you're almost self-sabotaging. And God says, I have a more and better way. Let me restore you. It's not anything that we have to do, but we simply come to him and say, you're the risen king. I give you my life. I want you to be at work. Let's not miss the more and better and beautiful life that living with King Jesus is. Because this restoration, the greatest restoration of all kind, it is for every single one of us. Whether we are yet to say yes to him as our Lord and Saviour, whether we've known him for years, he has more, he wants to continue to restore and continue to change. He's our restored King. He has hope and purpose And so much more. Are we allowing him to restore us this day? Over 20 years ago, my nana had something restored for me. This pendant that I'm wearing. She took her original engagement ring that my papa gave her in 1942. And she took the diamond and she had it restored for me. This precious jewel that she had been given. She wanted to have it restored into a pendant into something new and beautiful and personal for me that she gave me to wear on my wedding day. And I continue to wear. And it's so special because it was something beautiful she had restored and molded into something new for me. And you know, just like this, that's exactly what King Jesus longs to do with our lives. He longs to take what is so special and precious, the jewel of our lives, as we hand that over to him as the jeweler. And he wants to restore and make it into something better. Not just shine it up, but actually mold and change and restore and make it into something personal because he's the right one to come to for restoration. He knows our deepest needs and longings. He longs to take our lives and restore and make something more and better out of them. This Easter Sunday, we celebrate the power of the resurrection. He can do what we can't. Where is it you need to know his restoration today? Do you need to know him as your restored king? Do you need hope, restored hope? Do you need restored purpose, restored joy, restored love? He longs to do that in every one of us. And his power is the power that restores and changes lives. Let's pray.